Hey everyone, welcome back to the Darkness Inside Podcast, episode 35. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks for the support. So in the last episode, we covered serial killer Ed Kemper. And today I'm going to be telling you about another serial killer. I'm going to be telling you about David Berkowitz, who would come to be known as the Son of Sam. He terrorized New York during the summer of 1976 through 1977. He stalked Queens and the Bronx, searching who to shoot while hiding from a distance. He would go on to kill six and wound seven. The hunt for David Berkowitz would be one of the largest manhunts in the state's history. So let's start from the childhood of David Berkowitz, because again, it's a very important element to know what kind of childhood serial killers had. Because like I said in the last episode, it's nature versus nurture, or is it a bit of both? So David Berkowitz was actually born Richard David Falco on June 1st, 1953 in Brooklyn, New York. His birth parents were Elizabeth Broder and Joseph Kleinman. But a few days after he was born, Elizabeth Broder just gave her son away. The reasons are still unknown as to why she gave him up. He would end up being adopted by Pearl and Nathan Berkowitz from the Bronx. The couple was a Jewish American couple and were hardware retailers. As a child, he had a viol- uh, he had violent tendencies like thieving, destroying property, killing animals, and setting uh, things on fires. His home life became strained when he was 14, when his adopt- adoptive mother died of breast cancer. And also when his father remarried, he disliked his stepmother a lot. So as he got older, he lamented his social life and he was not able to get a girlfriend. He believed that sex was the way to happiness and he felt like he was being deprived from that happiness. So he was deeply depressed and at um, age 18, he enlisted in the army. He served in South Korea from 1970 to 1973. He had an honorable discharge and he came back to New York. When he was back, he had his first and last sexual encounter with a prostitute, and he caught a venereal disease, which is another uh, word for STD. At 21 years old, he moved into a small apartment in Yonkers, New York. He was alone and dealing with so many emotions. He became lonely, but mostly he became very angry. During this time, he also found his birth mother, which he actually thought had died while giving birth to him. So when he met his mother, he was even more disappointed because she was distant uh, and disinterested in him. This just made him believe even more that all women didn't like him. On Christmas Eve 1975, David Berkowitz would end up snapping. He would end up telling police that he followed two teenage girls on the street and stabbed them from behind with a hunting knife. They both survived, but they could not identify their attacker. He moved again into a two-family home in Yonkers again. His neighbor had a dog and he reports that the dog just kept him kept him up at all hours of the night uh, just with its barking. He would later claim that the dog was possessed and that made him go mad. On July 29, 1976, he acquired a 44 caliber gun in Texas. Even though David Berkowitz had stabbed two women previously, those attacks weren't attributed to him. His first shootings would happen in the Pelham Bay area of the Bronx. Two women, Jody uh, Valentin and Donna Laria, were uh, both only 18 years old. They were just sitting in the car right in front of where Donna lived. 
David Berkowitz fired several shots, killed Donna immediately, and injured Jody. He quickly walked away from the scene and didn't even check uh, what he had caused. He would find out in, in the newspaper that he had just killed his first victim. Jody did give a description. She told police that he had been a white male in his 30s, approximately 5'8 and about 200 pounds, with short, dark, curly hair. David Berkowitz, David Berkowitz got away with this attack, and he would go on a killing spree for the next 13 months. On October 23, 1976, Carl DeNaro, age 20, and Rosemary Keenan, age 18, were also sitting in their car in Flushing, Queens. Both of them survived when Berkowitz fired into the car. But Carl DeNaro did get hit by a bullet in the head. Police believe he was mistaken by a woman due to his semi-long hair. On November 27, 1976, Donna DeMassi, age 17, and Joanne uh, Lomino, age 18, were in Queens when they were approached by a man dressed in a military uniform and shot them once and before running away, shot them some more. DeMassi was shot in the neck but no permanent injuries and Lomino was shot in the back and was left paralyzed. On January 30, 1977, Christine Friund, age 26, and her fiancé John, uh, age 30, were sitting in their car in Queens. He was able to qu quickly speed away. He had minor injuries, but Christine would later pass away in the hospital. The police were really confused because they saw no connections or no motives for all the shootings. The only similarities was that they had all been shot with a 44 caliber gun, and all women had long, dark hair. The police event, uh, actually believed that they were looking for multiple suspects. So on March 8, 1977, Virginia Voskerishian, age 19, was going back home from her classes. She lived in the same neighborhood that Christine uh, had been shot in the head and where she had died instantly. The shootings were now in the media on a daily basis and the media started calling the shooter the, cali the 44 caliber killer. New York went into a panic lockdown. The streets were empty. So women were dyeing their hair or wearing wigs. Some even kept their hair up. During this time that David Berkowitz was out there shooting couples, New York was just like going through it. The city was in a recession and like neighborhoods were being torn down. And they were, um, they even had laid off like thousands of police officers. The city was just a giant shit show in other terms. On April 17, 1977, Valentina Suriani, age 18, and her boyfriend Alexander Esau, age 20, were sitting in Valentina's car in the Bronx when they were shot twice. Esau died on the scene, and Suriani would later die in the hospital. The only thing that had uh, been left was a letter for NYPD Captain Joseph Borelli. In this letter, he presented himself for the first time as the son of Sam. He said things like, in order to stop me, you're going to have to kill me. And Sam's a thirsty lad, and he won't let me stop killing until he gets his fill of blood. On May 30th, 1977, the son of Sam would send a letter to columnist Jimmy Breslin from the Daily News. In the letter, he wrote about Donna Lario. They gave the letter to the police and 10 days later, the Daily News put out a redacted letter that sold more than a million copies. On June 26, 1977, Judy Placido, uh, age 17, and Sal Lupo, age 20, were leaving a disco in Queens and they were uh, walking towards their car. 
when they both were shot. They both survived. July 31st, 1977. Robert Violanti, age 20, and and Stacy Moskowitz, age 19, were on their first date when they were shot. Robert survived but lost his eye. Stacy would die 18 hours later from her injuries. This was the first uh, attack outside of the Bronx and the Queens, and the first victim that actually had blonde hair and not dark hair. So days later, a witness came forward that would break the Son of Sam case open. This witness saw a suspicious looking man near the scene, holding a dark object and taking a parking ticket from his car. The police searched the tickets that had been given out on that day and found the license plate number of 24-year-old postal worker David Berkowitz. On August 10, 1977, the police actually thought that it might just be another witness. But when they saw his car outside, they looked inside. They saw a rifle and a duffel bag with ammunition, maps of the crime scene, and another letter to the NYPD. Once Berkowitz came out of his home, detectives approached him and they say that all he did was smirk and tell them, well, you got me. Detectives recall his voice being soft and almost sweet. They for sure didn't think he looked like the man behind all the shootings. He taunted officers, telling them uh, what had taken them so long to apprehend him. Berkowitz the following day would confess that a man from 6,000 years ago named Sam uh, spoke through his neighbor Sam Carr's Black Labrador, commanding him to kill. He also confessed to starting about 1,500 fires throughout the city, and that he was 23 when he first killed someone. When his home was searched, police found satanic graffiti written all over his walls, in diaries detailing his uh, cruel activities and all the fires he had started since the age of 21. He was, given three, uh, he was given three separate aptitude tests, and it was determined that he was fit to stand trial. When it was determined that he was fit to stand trial, David Berkowitz would plead guilty to the six murders. He was given six 25 years to life sentences and has been denied parole ever since. His adopted father stopped for the victims in a public press conference he offered. He offered his condolences and apologized for what his son had done. He was asked how David uh, had been as a child, but he did not reply to that. During his sentencing, Berkowitz did try jumping out of the window of the seventh floor. He has made statements that he was part of a violent cult and that fellow members had assisted him. There's no hard evidence to support this claim, but many wonder if that could be true. There is a retired NYPD officer that was working the vice squad during the Son, uh, Son of Sam killings. So the vice squad is basically the part of the police that enforces laws against prostitution, drug abuse, and illegal gambling. His name is Jen Rothstein, and he was investigating suspicion of satanic cult behind a lot of the violence in the 1970s. He believes Berkowitz didn't commit all the crimes. He basically believes that once Berkowitz was arrested, they saw him as a scapegoat and blamed everything on him and, you know, just wrapped it up. When in reality, it goes way more into death than that. Initially, initially, he was in a psychiatric ward and then got moved around. He would then be taken to Attica prison. And he would be there for about a decade. Then he was moved to Sullivan Correctional Facility in Fallsburg. Until he was finally moved to the Shawangunk Correctional Facility in Ulster County. 
but Berkowitz would say that being in Attica had been a nightmare. In 1979, Berkowitz was attacked by another inmate who slashed his neck and had to get about 50 stitches to close that gash. Berkowitz did not tell the, guard, the guards who had done it, but he was grateful for the attack because it was the punishment he believed he deserved. He fell into depression and did contemplate suicide, but found a new life when God forgave him one night. He is a born-again Christian, and he even has his own official website, run by, it's ran by his supporters, who now call him the Son of Hope, and other inmates even call him Brother Dave. He is now 68 years old, and every two years he is up for parole, which is always denied. So let's talk a little bit about like the conspiracy that the son of Sam Killings had actually been done by a satanic cult that Berkowitz belonged to. There is one reporter, Mari Terry, who believed that the city was really looking to just close this case and move on. So when Berkowitz confessed, they used him to blame everything on him and close the case. He focused on two of Berkowitz's neighbors, John and Michael Carr. Both of them died under uh, mysterious circumstances. He also looked into Berkowitz's occult ties. He looked into the Process Church of the Final Judgment, which was a group that was founded in the UK in the 60s. Mari Terry even met up with Berkowitz, and Berkowitz confesses that he wasn't the only one involved. But many believe that David Berkowitz was just telling Mari Terry what he wanted to hear. But many officers and family members believe that this goes beyond just David Berkowitz. To this day, David Berkowitz is the only one that has been associated with the Son of Sam killings. Uh, I definitely recommend the the um, Netflix show. It's called Sons of Sam. It's about Mari Terry and like he and like everything that he searched. Uh, about the cults and everything like even uh, apparently even like Charles Manson is like tied into like Berkowitz and stuff like that uh, it's a really interesting show it's, I, I believe it's just like four or five episodes but they go way more into depth uh, about the whole conspiracy that it was that the son of Sam wasn't only David Berkowitz that's why the name of the show is Sons of Sam uh, you can also watch um, interviews of David of David Berkowitz on YouTube, like the interviews he had with Mari Terry, interviews he had with like other reporters, and yeah. Uh, so this is all I have for you on today's episode. Let me know what you think about this. Please follow and rate the podcast, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just keep spreading the word about the podcast as well. I would like really appreciate that. Um, it's always nice to like meet meet people in person that have actually listened to the podcast. It just feels like a little different. So thank you for everyone that listens and for everyone that I've met uh, in person. So follow me follow me on Instagram as well. It's at the underscore darkness inside underscore podcast. So thank you. Stay safe. See you in the next episode. And remember, beware of the darkness inside.